0: episode 119. I'm Marissa and I'm Anna. We're back for another week. We're here at normal time this week. I know everything's like
1: going according to schedule for me. I know it's only Monday but it's like a good start for the week. It's a good start. (laughs) Like I made it to work on time like oh shit didn't hit traffic on the way home like that doesn't take much in my book to put me on track <laughs> put you on track so what's
0: what's new? what's new? um
1: I um had my little ultrasound for the baby the baby and um well, apparently the baby was being super stubborn because they weren't able to get all of like oh. the images they needed to get. They got most of it, and from what they got, like, everything looks fine, but the ultrasound tech couldn't get, like, like, there's parts of the heart they couldn't get and, like, something else, uh, uh-huh. but she's like, uh, yeah, this is the most stubborn baby I've had all day, and I'm like, "Yo, lovely, good, uh, planning for the future, so.
0: <laughs> good fucking luck, buddy.
1: <laughs> So I have to go back next week to finish the scan, and uh, I was like, okay, well, but everyone said the doctor and the checks said everything looked fine so far. I was like, good, great.
0: <laughs> the baby was just really cozy.
1: Well, the baby was breech, which they said is fine because it's like so early still.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but when I went for the scan, the tech was like, oh, like your bladder is kind of full. Like, do you? Want to go to the bathroom, and I was like, "Well, I could if it makes it easier for you to scan." She's like, no, it's like doesn't bother me. Like, it's fine. I said, like, "Okay." So then she was scanning, and then she's like, "I really can't get the baby to like move. Like, they keep covering up like parts. Like, can you go pee? Aww. And then like maybe if your bladder's not as full, like the baby has more room to move around." And I was like, "Okay." So I went to go pee, and then I came back, and it still was like, "No, baby's not
0: moving." No, sorry. <laughs>
1: Never mind.
0: I'm tired.
1: So there's that. Um, Yay. Saw a little alien baby. And um, I put an offer in for another house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said The last offer I put in, uh, they did not take it. They went with another yeah. offer. Yeah. So I saw this house on, well, the house went on the market like Thursday night or something. Um, and then showings weren't until Friday at noon. So then I went to go see it Saturday at like eleven AM and then offers were due today, Monday by noon. So oh, shit. I put oh, my shit. offer in on Sunday. <gasps> and I put my offer in over asking price. And I was like, listen, if you don't take it, like I don't know what else this market wants for me. It.
0: Yeah, that's that's all you can do. And I, uh, When do you find out? Like, how does that work? I don't
1: know. I, I assume soon, because if they're only taking offers up until today, then they have to make a decision soon, I'm assuming. I think my realtor put, like, I need to hear back by, like, today or tomorrow. Um, oh. So I'm assuming, like, soon. Because um, with the last house I put the offer in, they ended up wanting to move in, like, as late, or they wanted to close the deal as late as possible, because yeah. the seller didn't have his own house to buy yet Yeah. but this house I'm thinking they want to move ASAP because of how quickly like they want the offers in that's true so and I told my co-worker how much over asking price I put in I offered and he was like you put that much over I mean, it's not like crazy that much over but it wasn't like one or two thousand dollars either.
0: It was like yeah, a significant amount. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so he's like, if they don't take it, like, I don't know what else they want. Like, he's like, I figured most people would probably put at asking or like maybe just below asking. I was like, dude, like this is like the max I can give them. <laughs> so like,
0: so like if you you got it basically. I
1: I don't know because what if someone put an offer way over what my asking my offer was, you
0: know? I don't. I have a good. I have a good vibe.
1: Did I say I'll send you this house so you can see it? Yes. But I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, I don't know what else you fucking want from me, you know?
0: I think you're gonna get it.
1: I I tried to manifest it and like, the, the, <laughs> it's
0: hard as fuck.
1: The day after I went to go see it, I was like out like grocery shopping and stuff. And when I came, I was driving home, I was like, well, let me just like, drive by the house and just like see like what's going on. I'm like a fucking creep.
0: And so, no, I feel like that's a normal thing. So I'm like
1: driving like, oh, I'm just going driving home to my new house to put groceries." I'm driving home. So I drove. <gasps> it says it's pending. <laughs> I don't think I got it because I didn't get a text that I got it. <laughs>
0: Anna, maybe you just didn't get it. Maybe because you're, it's raining and you have bad service. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: We'll see. I'll wait till I hear from my realtor,
0: dude. If you don't get it, I'm gonna be upset at this point. Like, I can't handle this uh,
1: shit. I fucking hate my life. I can't do this, Anna. I think you got it. I think it's pending, <laughs> and for I- you. I'm the pending person.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are pending.
1: I feel like if it was me, um, my realtor would have told me. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe they just put pending because they're closed. They don't have, they're not taking any more offers. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Realtor Marissa. Realtor Marissa.
1: <laughs> oh, I guess we'll find out by next episode.
0: Oh, my God. In Taylor? Yeah, it's in Taylor. I used to live I there. Know.
1: Oh, I liked Taylor oh god i was like just opened up my app and i was like oh pending oh, i'm gonna throw up and oh my god it's i
0: love it look at the oh shit look at the yard oh, no. it's cute oh my god all right this let's, not, really nice. let's not let's stop oh, looking shit. at it
1: until we know if it i'm the one that is it's pending for or not
0: <laughs> oh shit I'm, I'm gonna send it to cliff
1: It was not pending when I checked earlier today, so.
0: That's really nice. I'm <sighs> not getting my hopes up. I'm getting my hopes up for you. <laughs> but
1: anyway, uh enough about me, because I'm just gonna get depressed. So <laughs> what's up with you? Don't. <laughs> um,
0: there's nothing really going on with me either. Um we are in the midst of wedding stuff. Yes. Like, it's getting wedding wild. Wedding wild. We're gonna have our cake. We're gonna test cakes on Wednesday. <gasps> exciting. I know. I'm pretty I'm pretty fucking excited. It's from vegan treats, so... Oh, really? I'm super I excited. I love vegan
1: treats.
0: So we're doing that, and then... Um... I have to do like the flowers thing. I don't I don't fucking know what's going on with any of that. Like I don't I don't know, but we're getting there.
1: One step at a time, you still got you still got a good chunk of time left.
0: I know, but like I'm putting all this pressure to have it done like ASAP. My biggest story is is gonna come in brink of tears. <gasps> I had a huge meltdown. Tell me this it. week. So tell me why, why. why, why. Tell me why, why, why do you cry? Oh, pushed you to the brink.
1: In your car or by the kitchen sink. Tell me why.
0: So we're at training with Andy. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like this past Thursday. And it's such a, he has like a fucking blast. Like his trainer's really nice and like, we we just like were chatting with her about stuff, like and just whatever. And I pull out my phone and I have like a billion notifications and I'm like, You've gotta be <laughs> kidding me. Like, what's going on? And I mean, I don't talk about it on here, but I have like some other like shit happening, like mm-hmm. family shit happening right now. So I'm like, Oh my god, it's something like bad, right. like something's happening. But I'm read and it's from like my theater friends. Oh. Like, you know how you have, like, specifically mm-hmm. like, groups of, like... And they you're, like, don't oh, intertwine with one another. <laughs> never. Right. Never. So I'm like, oh, no. This is weird. And from, like, a lot of them, including Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary, Mary. Mary, Mary. And she's like, Mary goes, did you get the email? And I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? Oh, God. Oh. So I'm, like, panicking. And then I see another one. And they're like, oh, God, I'm so sad. Blah, 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 blah. I I'm sure that no one's going to listen to it but the fucking Catawba School District mm-hmm. the like we it's got the biggest stage so that's what this company's used for 30 years mm-hmm. has used this the stage at this school. They I don't know if it's COVID or whatever but they said no outside groups. <gasps> no. For anything, anything. Oh my god. So Not only did it get canceled for COVID two years in a row, Mm -hmm. then they kick us out. We have nowhere to go. So I am fucking crying in the Wawa parking lot. And Cliff's like, it's okay. They'll find somewhere else. And I'm like, no, this is it. I'm going to get a full sleeve of tattoos and I'm never doing this (laughs) again. I'm never doing dinner again. And, uh, so, yeah, I had I had a full meltdown at Wawa. I was crying waiting for my salad. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was so bad because I was, like, this has been three years. Yeah. And Cliff's, like, I guess I guess the show's not supposed to happen. I'm, like, oh. damn it. <laughs> um, Don't find another venue. They'll
1: find another venue.
0: I state. know. That's what he's, like, no. He's, like, I'm being, a, he's, like, it's just, I'm, like, joking with you. But he's, like they'll find somewhere else i'm like i don't know we're gonna like a little kid but i'm like dude that is like so shitty yeah. to do to people
1: well especially it's been so long yeah it's not like it was delayed by like six months like they like originally thought or <laughs> yeah
0: it's been like three years we're all too old for these parts that's <laughs>
1: because everyone outgrew their parts
0: we were too old no one has
1: their lines memorized anymore
0: no. <laughs> so, but I heard, I heard rumor that things are, things might turn around. We might have a place to go.
1: I, I think just how you thought that I'm going to have this house, which I don't think is going to happen. I think that you're going to have a stage to perform at.
0: I don't know. Cliff did say, I sent him a, your. I said, this is maybe Anna's house. And he said, that's so rad, looks great.
1: Oh, well, tell we love Cliff it. not we to get it. his hopes up too high. <laughs>
0: I get I get my hopes up. That's why I'm crying in Lala <laughs> That's why we're in the so Lala emotional. Parking lot. We set ourselves <laughs> up
1: for failure.
0: That's the thing. That's the
1: thing, though. Oh, God. You'll, it'll be fine. Do they have... So, you don't have a stage, but was there a date already in place for
0: this? We're supposed to start rehearsals, like, next month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, Mary this is bad. I hate this. Poor Mary. I feel like she's been she's been my rock this week.
1: <laughs> Poor Mary. Well, I Poor mean, Mary. you might not have a stage in a month, but you can still go, you know, do rehearsals, just not on a stage.
0: <laughs> just somewhere, just somewhere
1: outside. outside. In a park in the cold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be Whatever. fine. Everything's we'll make fine. it work. We'll make it work. It's good.
0: It's Maybe good. we can rehearse in your new house. Oh, stop. <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah, right. Away. I'm sure yeah. everyone will love that. <laughs> Guys, I have a new spot. <laughs> it's like only like an hour and a half-ish drive.
1: And we start rehearsals the day she signs the paperwork to
0: close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't even move your fruit. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm sure nobody cared about any no, of that conversation. No one cares about anything
1: all. in our lives. It's fine.
0: No. <laughs> um, I did get a relevant... I do have a relevant thing to talk to you about. Yeah, tell news-wise. me. News-wise.
1: There's a couple relevant <laughs> news stuff.
0: There... Yeah. So, um, do you remember Willi- William, Tyr- William Tyrrell? Tyrell? Mm. I think it's Tyrell. Maybe. He is the little tiny boy who was in the spider mans costume when he went missing. Oh, yeah, Do you remember them? yeah, yeah. In Australia. Mm-hmm. So Louisa sent us a message. Louisa is our Australian reporter. And... <laughs> um, Let's see. Okay, so she said they. she just watched the news and to update us on William Tyrrell, they started a new search this afternoon, but now they're just looking for his remains.
1: Oh.
0: Not for him. It's
1: been a while so since on. he's been missing. Like,
0: yeah. So this was just yeah, 14 hours ago. Uh, they're uncovering and examining human bones their way to three sides near kendall oh god what's happening um but yeah no they're they're looking new areas going underground using new technology but they're pretty they think that it, they're just gonna find a body no. unfortunately yeah he went missing in 2014 yeah it's been like a, a minute
1: I wonder if they I like guess... got evidence or they heard something that will prove like they're not looking for a bot for a living child anymore.
0: No, yeah, it's. We'll keep you updated. I I wasn't really aware of it until um, until Louisa had had sent that to me, but oh god, listen to this. So there was a coronial inquest into his disappearance. Um and during the inquest resident Anna Baker gave evidence and said she heard a young boy scream in Bushland near the home of a convicted criminal not long after William vanished. Hmm. She said it didn't go for very long. It sounded like maybe he's hurt.
1: Oh, poor honey.
0: Yeah. Poor little guy. So we'll uh we'll keep you updated if we hear anything new. Yeah. But I remember I remember him it took me a, a minute because I was like I know his name and I know I did this but then when I saw the little Superman I know suit, I, I have like, the, oh. the image
1: of him like burning my head in his little Superman costume he's so cute
0: poor little guy
1: um in other news Brittany is free
0: uh, she's free baby
1: so her conservatorship has ended so I, that's it she's a free woman I guess I'm a little nervous for her. I am as
0: well, because I don't think that she's well (laughs) mentally. I don't think so either. And I feel like if we heard ourselves say this like six months ago, we'd be like, you you were a fucking asshole. (laughs) But for real, I think I'm a little nervous for her. Yeah, I don't. I'm glad. Yeah,
1: I'm glad. I don't don't think she needed to be under a conservatorship, but I also don't think that she's um, at her best mentally. So I hope no that she has people who are genuinely looking out for her best interests, yeah. like on her team so and not taking advantage but um yeah i hope i hope it all goes well
0: <laughs> yeah i hope everything goes well
1: <laughs> for you Brittany.
0: <laughs> um it's a, it's no go, oh, go ahead no go ahead no no go, no, go no, ahead go no go no that's all i was gonna say about Brittany. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's been a big pop star moment right now.
1: I know. It's like the early 2000s making a comeback. It's weird. Britney, Paris Hilton got married.
0: Taylor Swift. Ugh, I hate Taylor Swift. Why do you hate Taylor Swift? I, I never, love Taylor I Swift. I know,
1: I know. I'm like the like minority here. I just cannot, I have no interest in Taylor Swift whatsoever. Well, I,
0: I get it, but I did watch the 10-minute music video. I did not. I did not.
1: I, the, I feel like I did because it's all on my fucking TikTok, but. True. I'm over it. I was
0: over it before it even happened. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's done. I, I, I get it. i watched it once i don't even listen i haven't listened to any of her new like albums or anything like that but i i get it
1: i i even know like the backstory of the whole like jake gyllenhaal stuff all from (laughs) fucking watching tiktok like i did not research this yeah
0: you didn't you you didn't consent (laughs) to any of this
1: that uh, and then the other news have you been um following the kyle rittenhouse trial you know what
0: i have been following it from a distance. Yeah. I'm not quite as involved as I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um but I have definitely been following it.
1: Yeah, I got like a cl- uh, glimpse of it today they were doing closing arguments and um first of all he's like a fucking little pussy ass bitch one
0: Mm -hmm. cry baby and then two like the judge
1: for this case is a total is totally inappropriate and completely biased and unfortunately I think Kyle Rittenhouse is gonna walk free from this um, trial after having killed two people and like pretty much blowing off someone's arm um but it's a mm, mm -mm. I just can't
0: Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (sighs) <sighs> yeah, I want to be surprised.
1: He's when he started crying on the stand. Ugh. I was like, <laughs> I think on, on TikTok, like there was like, tell me you weren't a theater, th- theater kid without telling me you weren't a theater kid, and then they posted him <laughs> fake crying on the stand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even good. Like it was pathetic. <laughs> like you can definitely pretend if you're gonna fake it, fake it till you make it, yeah. honey. Like, yeah.
1: Ugh, he's so gross. I can't. I yeah. The judge even dismissed... I think I just saw it on maybe Instagram. The judge dismissed the one um, charge against him, which was like unlawful possession of a firearm by a minor. And I'm like, dude, there's photos and videos of him as a minor holding an AK-30 or AK-15 or whatever. Like, how... AR-15. I don't know. Fucking guns. I was like, how is that dismissed? Like, he is fucking holding a gun that he obtained illegally. Like, how is Mm -hmm. that charge dismissed? It's disgusting. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
0: disgusting.
1: But anyway, that's all I have for some chitter-chatter.
0: Yeah, I, uh... I I'm trying to think. I think that that's really all I had. Like I think that's that's the big scoop, big scoop recently. The big scoop. Um. So I guess before we get into our topic, uh, so our sponsor is Hair by Scandalo and the Other Side. And Hair by Scandalo is a salon on the south side of Bethlehem that caters to laid-back and fun people. Who want to have the best hair in town the other side is a full service spa as well as a boutique the spa is run by cassie she is an esthetician for over six years she is very knowledgeable and sweet and she does facials microblading dermaplaning lash and brow tinting she offers full body waxing and doesn't gender any of her services so all are welcome to schedule an appointment you can visit them on instagram and click the link in their bio at a Scandalo hair or at side, Or you can visit their website at AscandaloHair.com. Thanks, Ascandalo. Thanks, Ascandalo. <sighs> okay. I did something a little bit different this week. What do you have? I, I did a listener request. Yay! Well, because last week I put up a, a like thing, like, "Oh, I need help picking a topic because I kind of think of it," and then I picked nothing that anyone suggested. <laughs> so I thought you got so many <laughs> responses too, <laughs> I didn't do any of that. And then I I posted the thing, and someone was like, "Oh, you got to do this. I've been wondering about this." So I was like, "Okay," but honestly, this makes me feel kind of old.
1: Oh God. Okay.
0: It makes me feel a little bit old and un- un- unknowledgeable. Oh. What is So, that? I did Rando radon- Radonautica.
1: Oh. What? I like know this, but I don't. Uh,
0: it's a thing that was on TikTok during the pandemic. Yeah. The Well, don't you worry. I'll okay. tell you all about it, honey. <laughs> so, okay. There's a lot of, like, technological stuff in here that I personally don't understand. So, a lot of it is from different sources. I got a lot of information from the New York Times. They did a pretty, like, detailed article about this. Um, And then I spent a lot of time on TikTok, which was pretty fun. not going to lie. I mean, just fit
1: into our normal days.
0: (laughs) Just a normal day. (laughs) So, um, Radonautica is a combination of the words random and nautica and it was wait am i saying this wrong i am it's Nautica. i thought it was okay randonautica. randonautica um it was founded by joshua langfelder and it was launched in february 20 it was launched on february 22nd 2020 So, according to its official website, Randonautica is the world's first quantumly generated choose-your-own-adventure reality game. Um, So, a couple different things that I saw this being, like, related to was geocaching. Did you ever geocache before?
1: See, I think that's why I get confused between this and geocaching. I don't... I think I get confused.
0: So, it's, like, very similar. I used to be really into geocaching, and... It's similar in the fact that you have to follow, like, a map in a way, mm-hmm. but Randonautica, they make it a little bit, like, different. Okay. Like, geocaching is literally, I feel like, to, like, go, like, hiking and stuff. Like, when I lived in Jim Thorpe, that was all over the place because there are trails and mm-hmm. things. But it wasn't, it never took you anywhere, like, unsafe. Right, right. It was pretty, like, well-moderated mm-hmm. from what I remember. So, a little history about Randonautica. Um, Before the app itself started, there was a group called the Randonauts. I believe they mostly were on an app called Telegram. And then, excuse me, I'm going to burp. Excuse me. And then they were on Reddit as well. But the Randonauts, they were like a fringe science chat group um and they worked with a bot called the Fatum project project and basically like the 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 Fatum project was this like bot it and its code was made by a group of programmers and they were interested mostly in like using technology to ensure the randomness of online gambling okay Okay, so they, but they used it, like, to auto-generate, like, different places to go look at, to go, like, visit. Mm -hmm. The original group I'm a little cloudy on, because there's not, like, a ton of, a ton of info. But, so, Joshua Langfelder, he actually discovered the Randonauts. In 2019, he discovered the Bot the Fatum project in the Telegram chat room. And the project's theories about how random exploration could break people out of their predetermined realities and how people could influence random outcomes with their minds Mm -hmm. heavily influenced Josh. He thought this was really cool. So Josh kind of wanted to make his own little spin on the code uh, of this bot so, he he wanted to use the code to explore the connection between consciousness and technology. So, in February of 2019, while he was caring for his father who had suffered a stroke, he created a telegram bot that used the Fatum Project's code to generate random coordinates. And then he created the subreddit r slash in March 2019. To, like, talk about mm-hmm. the coordinates. So in October, a developer named Simon Nishi McCourt- McCorkendale created a web page for the bot. And with the help of Auburn Salcido, a chief executive of a TV agency, they created a Randonauts LLC. Um, Salcido became the chief operating officer, while Langfelder is the CEO. And the app called Randonautica was launched on February 22nd, 2020. So, since its release, Randonautica has been downloaded 10.8 million times from the App Store and Google Play. But Randonautica picked up traction super quickly on TikTok mm-hmm. um, with the help of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. essentially. It basically picked up traction because it was, like, a thing for people to do and still remain safe Volatility during safe. the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Rel- yeah. So it it kind of became like a thing on TikTok, but it blew up like hardcore when em- Emma Chamberlain made a YouTube video about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've heard her name, but I don't know who she is.
1: I also heard her name. I I think I had a client who was like obsessed with her. And I, mm-hmm. all I know is that she's an influencer. I don't. I think she yes. my client bought like she made planners. She bought one of her planners. I don't know.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> mm. Well, so yeah, she made an she made a YouTube video about it and that like really blew Randonautica up. Um uh, it the hashtag hashtag Randonautica gained hundred and seventy six point five million views on TikTok. Oh jeez. So there just I basically have like in my notes here I'm taking these from the New York Times article, because they made the they laid out the rules mm-hmm. so perfectly; it was just it's so much easier than me like grasping at straws trying to explain right, this. Right. So the users themselves are called rando knots, and they're typically given coordinates within ten minutes of their current location. So it would, they you never drive more than ten minutes. Okay. Um, the app starts out with a few suggestions. A slash warnings like honestly I feel like they're like not that fun like they don't sound fun to me they sound scary <laughs> oh, as fuck God,
1: great.
0: so like some of them are always not with a charged phone never trespass always share your location start with a positive mindset so this is where I feel like it, it goes a little bit different than geocaching so it asks you to choose which type Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm eating, or I drank seltzers, I'm going to burp like 20 times. <laughs> so, it asks you to choose which type of point you'd like to generate. So, basically, like, if you watch the TikTok videos, it's, they want you to manifest mm-hmm. what you're going to see beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can manifest anything. Like, you can be like, oh, I want to go somewhere and find love, or, mm-hmm. like, a puppy, or... Something scary, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's before, you'll think of that before fetching the coordinates from a random number generator, Mm -hmm. which is what the app does. So then once you have the coordinates, you can open the location in Google Maps and then begin your journey. So the creators themselves, they really have faith in this system. Mm -hmm. Like hardcore.
1: Yeah, it wasn't just like an app they created for nothing.
0: Oh, no. Like, this is like a, a, a spiritual experience. Right. So, they believe that quantum random numbers are more likely to be influenced by human consciousness than non-quantum random numbers. And this hypothesis is part of a theory that Josh Langfelder refers to as MMI, or the Mind-Machine Interaction. And it the hypothesis is that when you focus on your intent, you're influencing the numbers that come out. Okay. So there's almost zero science to back any of this <laughs> up. <laughs> and Mr. Langfelder, I, I don't know what is his name, Langfelder Uh. He he references like two experiments that I found. Um Randonautica like boasts this whole thing about a nineteen ninety-eight PEAR experiment supported that supported the idea that people can control random number generation with their thoughts. So when I saw this, I was like, Oh, that's kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. At least you have an article. But it was published in the Journal of Scientific Exploration, which I don't know about, but apparently it includes work about the paranormal, spirit possessions, poltergeists, and questions about Shakespeare's authorship.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Right up our alley. I love all these things, and I believe there's something to all of them, but this doesn't sound super credible to me (laughs) as a scientific journal. (laughs) Um, so in the study, they, the researchers wrote that the experiment was far from conclusive. So that doesn't mean anything. Well,
1: yeah, because I feel like if they had evidence and research, then uh, a lot more people would be able to, like, predict, like, the numbers of the lottery.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We'd be hearing much more about this. Yeah. So, I... To like, be brief about it. There's a lot of people who have come out and, like, physicists and psychologists to talk about it. And most professionals believe that the app is almost purely run by confirmation bias of of the users.
1: Really? I don't know. Some of the things I've heard...
0: That's... Just wait. Okay. Just wait. (laughs) Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. No, no, no. So... Yeah, a lot of the things are like, and I'll talk about this later, but a lot of like scientists came forward and they're like, yeah, sure, new experiences can make you feel a certain way. And if you go into that mm-hmm. predisposed, then you're going to experience things. But there are some weird, there's some weird shit that yeah. happens. So I did a little digging. Yes. On TikTok. I mean, it's a little <laughs> old. This isn't quite as popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but rando became popular mostly because of like reverse psychology. So a lot of a lot of the youths <laughs> they all kind of started doing this "do not go rando trend. Okay. And which is like a popular title for most rando videos. And I gotta say, I was sucked into them too. I remember watching this shit. Um. So, I watched a few, and there's a couple, like, notable ones that I found. So, there's one, um, a man named Adrian Chavez. He's 21. He was led to an ominous beach near his home in Orange County, California. And the video he posted on TikTok in early June of 2020 has 4.5 million views. Um, So, I did some more, or, yeah, so I did some exploring. And then there is a user... Matt Hall 36 and he shows himself he shows a TikTok of himself going nodding, and he ends up in like a very deserted area of the woods Mm -hmm. and in the TikTok you pretty clearly hear a little child's voice saying help me shut up yeah and he shows, like, several weird things that he found in the woods nearby. One of them was like a fur- looked like a Furby head. Ew! This is all my interpretation of this shit. Like, this is not, like, <laughs> science. There's no article that has this. Um, and the user claimed that after he returned home from the trip, he started noticing strange things happening in his home. Like, things were moving on their own, and he was hearing things, and... He kind of believed that whatever was in the woods followed him home. So that like was a little more, sp- <laughs> a little creepy. <spooky. laughs> yeah. Um. So then there was then I feel like there's some more like reasonable ones in my brain. Like so, user my I'm guessing it's McKenna Ray. Okay. But it's spelled like McKenna Ray. Okay. Um, she stated that she, the TikTok is just her literally sobbing in her car. And she's like, she went nodding with the intention, setting the intention of death.
1: Why? 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 I'm like, why? Oh my God.
0: And when they got to the spot, her and her friend found a woman like crouching over a man laying in the gutter <gasps> and the man had been shot. Shut
1: up. Ew. Why? And they
0: had to call the police. Oh
1: my God.
0: And I this was confirmed, I saw it in the the one article I was reading. Like that there was a man who was shot.
1: Oh my god. But I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, it, like the app specifically says not to do that.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but basically, like they all do that. They're like, I manifested hell or like some stupid shit. I'm like, you guys are gonna get fucking murdered. It's like
1: playing with the Ouija
0: board. Like, don't do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, most of the TikToks that I found are just like a lot of people going to abandoned buildings, not a lot of super significant stuff. There is some creepy things. Um, a uh, user soft, soft and sleepy found an abandoned house and there was a news hanging from the ceiling in one of the bedrooms. That was pretty creepy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But some of them are really dumb, like. There I found one and there was two girls and it had like the creepy music and they're like, Yeah, and we ended up at this McDonald's. But this is where my friend lost her virginity. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, What the fuck? Okay. You, in the play place? Like <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> However, the most trending controversy of Nautica involves a group of People like teenagers, maybe early 20s, um, they were and going to the beach. A rando, they were rando nodding. Yes, at the this beach is the one I know about. Duwam- <laughs> Yo, in Duwamish Head, Poo... Po- I don't know. Okay, it's in West Seattle. Okay, <laughs> Um, per the app, and they found a bag in it. And you can like the TikTok, they're like, it stinks, like. No. Um, but inside of the bag, it was a suitcase. There were two dead bodies: a 27-year-old male and a 36-year-old female, as reported by the Seattle Police Homicide Detectives. Um, in August 2020, police arrested and charged their those the couple's landlord, Michael Lee Dudley, in connection to the murder. Oh my God. Um, their yeah, he was under suspicion of aiding and dismembering, or he was under suspicion of dismemberment and disposal of the bodies, but no one else has been charged. Um, but this caused a lot of like this caused like a lot of attention to be drawn to this yeah. app. This is very weird. Um, it caused some speculation that the app had a, like a puzzle like theme, however josh langfelder was like super meh about it like he's like huh. <laughs> he said it's a shocking coincidence and then salcido who was like the i forget his partner in the in the business mm-hmm. she called the videos fake and she oh. said it's so hard to manage because people are really taking creative liberties after seeing how much traction in the app is getting in that fear factor
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Um, Josh Lingfelder appeared to not really give a shit. Um, he said in an interview, <laughs> he's like, it's not the best press, but I'm not really that upset about it because it's kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of wish it was me who found it. Well, okay. Well. Shut the fuck up. I don't know about that? Um, so parents started to become obviously pretty concerned. And they were concerned about, like, the features and safety features of the app itself. So, Randonautica, the terms of use specify anyone who's a minor has to obtain parental consent to use the app. But, like, the consent is all via email. So, like, shut the fuck up.
1: Parents are (laughs) on (laughs) everything.
0: So, uh, no and tell a a child protection education program. Uh, in New Hampshire posted an Instagram telling parents to keep young people off the app or at least supervise their use there were a couple of rumors about the app uh, rumors and concerns about the app and human trafficking oh Um, however the app's creator stated that the coordinates were completely random and only known by the creators and the people going to the coordinates so it would be almost impossible oh okay okay uh, they they basically deny that anything could go wrong with this app. What? Um, they stated that the app is simply a tool, just as a knife can be used either to prepare dinner or to cut somebody.
1: Well, oh, that's a weird analogy to make, but... Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: So, I'll leave it on this. A smith... Smitha, I'm going to totally butcher their name, Vishwara, PhD, Um, a professor in the Department of Physics at the University of Illinois, said that going on random adventures can make life more exciting and give rise to much richer possibilities. Compared to something that is pre-programmed, Randonautica can stimulate these experiences because it allows the player to be taking an active role.
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should I'm use not sure Random if... not to Go to find my new house.
0: <laughs> she <can't>, don't, Anna. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this app.
1: I don't know. I have several feelings about it because it's like... So I understand, like, the whole point. Or not the point, but it has to... It's supposed to deal with, like, manifestation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which... I get, but I think it makes it easier for people because, like, if I go out, like, my example, if I go, like, find a new house and I just manifest and I just start driving until I feel like I found the house that I'm supposed to be at versus an app telling me where to go, like, it makes it easier to manifest what you're trying to find in the world. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget, because it became so big on TikTok and You can film anything now. It's so much easier to have the attention of the internet, you know? Because you can just publish your every thought and move online.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think, like, so many of them are, like, really heavily edited. Yeah. A lot of the TikToks that I saw.
1: Yeah, for cloud just to get attention, sure. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't think it's a good idea, but i don't think it's anything new
1: well and think about like all the tiktoks i saw about randonautica they're all sinister and like scary stuff like i yep. you never see like really happy like good no. fortune ones because they're that's not good, what's going to get the views
0: no you want they want something creepy yeah but i think i think it might just be random coordinates like
1: Well, I also think that the warning or the directions the creators gave in the beginning just fueled that creepiness factor of the app.
0: Oh, totally.
1: So, it was already like confirmation bias
0: almost. Well, yeah, because like if you think about it, it's just basically Pokémon Go. Yeah. Yeah. But Pokémon Go was fun and you were <laughs> having a fun time. <laughs> And this, you're like, I'm gonna manifest hell. like, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the app? I'm not sure. Everything, like, for the most part I really think it's kind of just something that, like, is fun for Mm -hmm. people. Um, But the murder, the whole murder thing really threw me for a loop. That one was very bizarre. Like, it makes me wonder how random the coordinates are. Mhm. If they're truly random, like we don't know the programming. I mean, maybe right. there's more information about it, but like and if if there's any way that that information can be shared or hacked into. Mhm. Right, right, right.
1: Well, and I think, too, like, the app's been downloaded millions of times, right? So, like, I know of a handful of Randonautica stories, but how many stories are there that the person showed up at, like, a park bench and it means, like, absolutely yeah. nothing, you know?
0: Yeah, or just an empty field. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you should find meaning in wherever you're at, wherever it took you to.
0: Like part of me wants to just try it, but then part of me is like, uh. I don't know. Part
1: of me, yeah, because as much as I think it's just like coincidence and like bullshit, the other yeah. part was like, I don't want to test it
0: though. I don't want to <laughs> risk it. Like I don't want some shit following me home.
1: No, why? Why bother if we can just stay where we are?
0: <laughs> exactly. Just <laughs> I just want to be left alone.
1: But I think it was a combination of the the pandemic, the spooky TikToks about it, and people just being bored and I think it was just like the perfect storm for this app to really gain traction
0: I really think so too like and I feel like a lot of things that I saw were like it probably if the pandemic wasn't a thing I don't know that this app would have had the popularity yeah
1: like everything was shut down so like there weren't schools weren't even open like nothing was around and so what What else else? do you do you can't hang out anywhere you just go walk outside
0: (laughs) Yeah, you just walk around <laughs> until you find some shit. Yeah. If your baby does this shit, I'm going to have to <laughs> k- nope. Have a little talking.
1: Not oh, oh god, who knows what's going what kind of apps and technology is going to be around <sighs> when my baby can do that.
0: Mm. I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I don't want to test it, but I think it's not legit and I think I think the creators are a little bit irresponsible, in my opinion.
1: But what were what they supposed to do?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just feel like they're like, yeah, it's okay. You can use it for whatever. Like,
1: Well, they're, but... they're not like Mark Zuckerberg irresponsible,
0: but... True, true.
1: <laughs> I think they I probably feel like... went into it with like, good intentions, like, oh, this will be fun. And then it took like a weird turn. <laughs>
0: True. Yeah, maybe they, like, <laughs> thought it was going to be something very positive for people, and then...
1: And then the bunch of fucking teenagers on TikTok got a hold of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then it was horrible and negative.
1: <laughs> is the app still, like, available to download?
0: You know what? That's a great, a great question. I imagine it is. Hold on, let's see. Um, it is. Oh. No thank you. No thank you. No thank you.
1: No thank you. Interesting. So I guess we are not going random nodding.
0: We're not going random I can't <laughs> <do> that
1: shit. <laughs> it's also it's cold too out scary. now so. No thank you. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: and so it's scary. too it gets too dark early so mm-hmm.
0: You're not supposed to do it at night, but I guess every, every like, teenager did it at night.
1: See, like, they don't follow the rules. If Maybe if all the Mm-mm. teenagers followed the rules, it would be fine. That's true. Because the ones that found the body, like, what were they trying to manifest that led them to a fucking body? Nothing good. Probably, probably something stupid. Yeah. They weren't manifesting fucking rainbows.
0: No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my topic. It's it it was definitely a little different, a little bit out of my comfort zone.
1: I loved it.
0: It was pretty interesting. I did have a good time watching all the TikToks, like, <laughs> it was fun.
1: Your homework was so much TikTok.
0: <laughs> I did, I did love it.
1: Alright, well, I guess I'll get into mine. Um... So I actually haven't heard this topic. Maybe I heard on one Ooh. podcast, and maybe that was it, but I haven't heard of it too much. So I'm going to tell you about a lady by the name of Doris Byther. I think that's how name is. B-I-T-H-E-R, Bither. Okay. So we're going to 1974. Mm. Doris was a single mother of four children. Now, I read... Some places that there was four sons. Other places I read says three sons and one daughter. So I'm not 100% sure. But the ages I got for the kids, allegedly, the three sons were 10 years old, 13 years old, 16 years old, and the daughter was six years old. If they were all boys, then those were their ages as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Doris and her kids move into a small house in the suburbs of Los Angeles in a town called Culver City so some sources say that she rented this house however other sources say that they were living in this house illegally
0: Oy. <laughs> and the house
1: was condemned mm. so not totally sure but soon after she moved into the house a woman came knocking at her front door and told doris that she herself used to live in this house and the house was evil Oh, God. And the, this lady left and didn't say anything else about it. No, no details. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, it's, it's evil. evil. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Uh, but then soon after Doris moved in, she and her kids moved in, she claimed that she started experiencing some paranormal activity and maybe some even poltergeist activity. Oh. Now, some little background on Doris. So... This information about Doris was obtained by her children years later on because Doris refused to talk about her upbringing or like anything like that. So this came from her children later on. So Doris was raised by alcoholic parents in an abusive household. Now, something happened during her teenage years. I don't know what, but something happened during her teen year, teenage years that led to an altercation with her family And her family essentially disowned her, and she didn't have any contact with them. As Doris grew older, she was in a series of failed and abusive relationships. All four of her children came from different men. So four kids, four men, and apparently they were all abusive. When Doris was an adolescent, she was very interested in the occult. So she was into like the paranormal stuff. She participated in several seances, and she even had several Ouija board sessions.
0: Oh, Doris. No, thank
1: you. Um, her sons later on reported that the family had always experienced some level of paranormal activity even before they moved into this house in mm-hmm. Culver City. So that's just a little background on Doris. Now back to the story. One of Doris's first attacks in this house that she experienced, she claimed that two male spirits held her down and another male spirit raped her.
0: Oh, I knew this was coming. I knew it.
1: One of her sons, Brian, said that he even heard the attack happening because his room was next to his mom's room. And he said the next day he saw bruises on his mom's inner thighs. Mm. not longer that attack doris was in a bookstore in la where she heard two speakers um, barry taff and carrie gainer now they were research assistants at the paranormal research lab at ucla's neuropsychiatric institute which i feel like if i were to go back to college, I would go study at a paranormal research lab. I'd- yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> even though in the last, I just discredited it. I'm like, it's not even science, but I would totally still. <laughs>
1: if someone else was paying for it, I'd go do it. Also, this, Hell was like, this was the 70s. It was practically free anyway. Yeah. So she was hearing them speak at this bookstore and she approached them and she asked them if they could look into the occurrences that were happening at her, at her home so they're like okay yeah sure like we'll check it out so they went to her house and when they arrived they said that the house was in extreme disorder Mm. which makes me believe that she was living in the house illegally um because they now the two researchers said that the house was condemned twice already so it seems like she just like snuck into this house with her kids and was like living there it's like not okay um but while they were also in the house, they observed a very contentious relationship that Doris had with her older sons.
0: Um,
1: so after they observed initially, Taff and Gainer were like, mm, like this seems more of like a mental health situation. Like there's mm-hmm. like not it's not good stuff happening here. So they were going to refer her to a psychiatrist at the neuropsychiatric Institute. But then a few weeks later, Doris contacted them again asking them to come back because now other people were also witnessing the paranormal activity that were ha- that was happening in her house. Oh. So they're like, all right, Doris, we'll come back. So <laughs> this is the occurrences that Doris and her kids say happened in the house. The researchers did not observe this. This is their accounts of it, Doris and the kids. Mm-hmm. So they said that candle holders were thrown at Doris they said a fuse box was ripped out of the wall and float and flew through the air towards Doris um Continuous assaults occurred on Doris ranging from mild assaults to rapes. Oh my God, One of her sons witnessed her being attacked um, by an unseen entity. One of her sons tried to intervene during an attack but then he was attacked by being flung across um the room by an unseen force um while the researchers were there they had put up like poster boards on the wall to like keep track of like what they were whatever researching or investigating and the entities would rip the boards off the wall jesus the children saw go ghost, saw ghosts who they called Mister Who's It. I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, one son reported that the activity in the house increased whenever he would play music by Black Sabbath.
0: Oh sure. <laughs>
1: um, and then the children said that the entities would bump them um, against the wall and even slap them. So. Taff and Gaynor were like, okay, like, we'll go back and we'll investigate. So when they started their investigation, there was over 30 researchers that were in and out of the house under the direction of Taff and Gaynor. So more than just, like, oh, wow. one or two witnesses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when they got into the house, they immediately noticed that the house smelled like rotting
0: flesh. Oh, um, ew.
1: Now, if the house is condemned and, like, not, you know, in, in a good spot... I would imagine it would smell, but from what I hear everyone says that rotting flesh has a very distinctive smell.
0: Yeah, it's not like you can't it's I not feel like garbage. you can't mistake it. Yeah.
1: So, the fact that they said that it smelled like rotting flesh I feel like gives some kind of, you know, credence credit, credit to it. Um, they also said that one room in the house was freezing cold despite mm. the house being in uh, California, this was in August, and there was no air conditioning in any of the house. So the rest of the house was hot and humid, but one room was freezing cold, which I believe was
0: Doris's room. You know what, though? I would take advantage of that in l- California. Oh, I love me a cold room. Oh, oh yeah. That seems on, on your electric
1: bill. It's also better for you to sleep in cold as opposed to the... It is. Mm-hmm. Um... So the investigators stayed in that well I mean, I don't think she's paying for air conditioning if she's living in this condemned house. <laughs> <laughs> i't even think of it. Um, The investigators stayed in the house for 10 weeks as part of their investigation. So in the 10 weeks the investigators were there, this is what they observed. So we have the investigators witness to the following events. They said that they saw kitchen cupboards slamming open and a skillet flew out of the cupboard. They saw greenish yellow balls of light flying around the room and they Hmm. called them corpuscular balls of light. Um, They said that in the house they would observe light orbs floating around, but then when they would try to take photos of them, they would not show up on the printed copies. Um, A photograph of Doris was taken while she was laying on her bed and a a light arch formed over her head. Mm. Now, this is probably the event with the most witnesses. Um, There were two dozen people that bore witness to this. They said that they were in Doris's room and the lights in the room all came together and a green fog appeared. And the green fog formed the shape of the upper torso of a man. Oh my! god That was standing near Doris, and the torso moved like a real man. And they said the man appeared to be big and muscular, but did not have a face. Okay. Um. They brought in um. What are they called? The like the Geiger counters. Like, so measure radiation. I think that's what they're mm-hmm. called. Um, they brought in Geiger counters to measure radiation. Um, when there was no paranormal activity occurring, background radiation levels showed as normal, which radiation is everywhere. Like there's going to be some level of radiation. So when there was no level of no paranormal activity, the background radiation levels were normal. However, when paranormal activity was occurring. The counters did not measure any radiation levels, not even background radiation levels.
0: Oh that's weird yeah
1: I was gonna I was reading it was like oh the radiation levels go up because that's what they would say but this one said like no like, there was like it was like a void almost in the area. Oh um, they also someone brought up they were like oh well, maybe things are moving because they're in California earthquakes like maybe that has something to do with it but they said like no, there was no earthquake activity during the times where all this stuff was happening um the investigators also said that doris was at least a heavy drinker if not an alcoholic herself Mm. and they said the activity would occur mostly when she was drinking and then would stop when she stopped drinking oh yeah um they also said that the activity was not as intense when Doris was not at home. So when she was at home, the activity increased. So if it was just her son's at home, it wasn't that bad. So a few weeks after the investigators finished up their 10-week investigation, Doris and her kids moved out of the house. They were like, okay, we can't like do this anymore. And they moved into a new home in Carson, California. And then a few weeks after moving into that house, the activity started occurring again in this new house that Uh they were in. Um, And Doris claims that activity started occurring to her neighbors on either side of the new house that she was living in. And so... She called Taff and Gaynor again, and she's like, you you need to come back. (laughs) So they went (laughs) into this new house that she was living in, and they, again, observed um, some stuff happening. So they observed a vase to have been thrown and crashed on the floor. Um, They observed some deep breathing on audio recordings, and Mm. they said, like, they would audio record, and they would... um, hear deep breathing and then footsteps approaching the breathing or the microphone. And then the microphone would shut off as soon as the footsteps and the breathing would get close to them. Um, then they also, let's see. Oh yeah. So they also in this new house put boards against the wall to account their activity that they were ser- researching. And they said that they mm-hmm. would observe quote unquote, invisible hands, take the tape off the boards and then would fly the boards to doris's head and they said this happened twice in a matter of two minutes
0: these ghosts these spirits really don't like they don't like her
1: (laughs) they're very mean (laughs) to her so then so doris was in one house she moved to another house and then she ended up moving again and she moved to san uh, bernardito and then she ended up moving again to Texas, and she moved to those two new locations without telling Taff and Gaynor. She's like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I, you're not helping. Bye. <laughs> Nothing's going to yeah. help. So the investigators ended up losing touch with her, so they weren't able to investigate the subsequent houses that she lived in. Um, but while she was moving into the new houses, Doris did get in touch with an author by the name of Frank D. Falita. And she was telling him the activities that were occurring wherever she was going. So one rumor um, that they come up with for Doris because they couldn't find her anywhere. They believe that she just started a new life. And some people believe she started a new life because she found out she was pregnant by one of the spirits entities. Are
0: you kidding me? Not
1: confirmed, but that was a rumor that was going around. So, um, The Entity is actually the title of a book written by Frank De, uh, DeLitta, he, the guy that she was talking to when she was moving around. So, he actually wrote a book, The Entity, in 1978, and then that book was adapted into a movie by the same name of 1982. Oh. Um, from what I read, I haven't seen the movie or read the book, obviously, but from what I read... It seems like the director of the film failed to actually learn anything about the actual case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he took um, drastic artistic liberties when retelling <laughs> the story, but that made the movie really scary. Apparently, a lot of the reviews said the movie was, you know, pretty pretty scary. Um, Martin Scorsese actually said that it's in his top eleven random number, but top 11 okay. scariest movies he's ever seen. <laughs> top 11. Top 11. Um, the conclusions of the hauntings or the activity, um, Taff and Gainer published their fi- their findings in scientific journals. I don't know how scientific they were, maybe the same journal that you saw in your random number. Oh my god, probably. <laughs> um, and they also served as consultants for the book and the movie, The Entity. Um, but in their conclusions, they suspect that there was some poltergeist activity was psychokinetic, meaning mm-hmm. that they think that Doris and/or her children had some psychotelekinetic activity abilities. Oh shit! Um, but even at but even decades after the investigations. Taff and Gaynor were hesitant to draw final conclusions as to what was happening. They really couldn't explain 100%. Um, Some people believe because of Doris' dabbling in Ouija boards and seances, it may have caused long-term repercussions, like she opened up Mm -hmm. a portal that was never closed and they attached onto her the spirits. Um, Some believe that the original home that she was in, or the one that I started the story off with, they believe that the sto- the home had negative energy that stemmed from a curse or past violence on the land. Um, but then the others believe that Doris had, that since Doris had negative experiences with abusive men in the past, that she subconsciously materialized her attackers into these spirit forms.
0: Oh, that's an interesting...
1: It's, it's a stretch. <laughs> Um, other people say it was just sleep paralysis, but that doesn't account to, like, her physical injuries or the people being witness to the activities that were occurring. Yeah. Um, before, four decades after all this happened, another investigator, his name was Benjamin, um, Radrod, he reviewed the case and the notes from Taff and Gaynor, and he said that, mm, the case is probably just involves a distressed, a quote, distressed family and poor investigation techniques and confirmation bias. Mm. Mm.
0: The phrase, the phrase of the episode,
1: confirmation bias. (laughs) Um, but essentially the case was never really solved. There's all these theories as to what could have been and why these things were happening, but no one can really say. And we can't really ask Doris because she ended up dying in 1999 at the age of fifty-eight, she was. Oh wow! I think it. She, I think I read that it was from heart disease, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but it was after her death that some of her sons came forward and spoke about what they experienced and gave some interviews. But that it seems like the sons were like, "Yeah, no, this happened." Um, we don't really know from Doris's perspective, so I don't know if we want to call this a haunting or a poltergeist or what, but. All I know is that it was the '70s, and the Warrens were not involved. So,
0: I, you know what? I was thinking. I'm like, I'm waiting for the name to pop up. They, were, but they, they did, did not come
1: up in any of my research, which I was actually you know why because this was in California, and the Warrens stayed like in New England area. Uh, hmm. they couldn't buy the plane ticket. They didn't have enough money from their fraud investigations.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they were out of money. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that's, I know that's a little shorty, but that's the little piece of Doris Bither. What do you think? Um, I feel like she had some dark energy following her around. Yeah. And I think it manifested in some of the activity. I don't, I don't think it was all of the activity, but I think there was also probably some mental health components in there as well. But I do think she had some negative stuff, um, happening to her and I think it did manifest, Physically into some
0: paranormal activity. Um. Uh, yeah, it's weird that you say that because, like, I was th- just thinking about like not that like particular case. I've never heard of that before, but thinking about how how much like hauntings and stuff like that are. Well, I I know exactly why I was thinking this because of like uh, my topic today, Mm -hmm. like how much your mind can actually really, truly physically affect your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The the manifestation.
0: Yeah. Like, and I I do believe in manifestation. Oh, I know you do. (laughs) I believe hard in manifestation. Am I always good at it? no because I <laughs> it's hard don't, I don't truly understand it like <laughs> I, I I think it's fascinating but I don't understand it I don't think many people do um but I, I, I think that that's a really like interesting point like she had something she clearly had some kind of trauma mm-hmm, in her life
1: mm-hmm.
0: was it just manifesting into something that we maybe we don't understand yet
1: I think it was almost like a perfect storm for her. Like she had a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. and then she was playing around with Ouija boards and seances and probably, I mean, there's science behind it, but when people experience a lot of trauma, they're predisposed to mental health um, issues. Mm -hmm. So I don't doubt that that was happening. Plus she was at least a heavy drinker, if not an alcoholic. So I think all of, and caring for four kids with no support, Oh
0: my god, I could. Yeah. Do
1: it. I so I think I think it was a perfect storm for if if entities and spirits are real and they are evil ones, I think she was more susceptible for that to happen to her than someone who may have been in a better place mentally and in better circumstances.
0: That it's pretty interesting. Like I feel like we could talk about this for forever. For a while, like it it really makes you think.
1: Because how many
0: cases have we
1: talked about where I feel like if someone's, like, low socioeconomic or mental health or whatever, and they're more, I feel like they are more predisposed to having these evil spirits
0: intervene on their lives, you know? Well, I think about this a lot with um, the Haunting in Connecticut case. Mm-hmm. I always forget what they're actually called, what their name is. Yeah. Uh, But but they were going through, especially the boy was mm -hmm. going through, you know, something so dark and scary and traumatizing that you can't help but wonder, like, did that bring some, not that it's their fault, not that it's anyone's fault, but does that bring some kind of, like, dark?
1: Well, I think when you're in that place, you... um, spirits can sense that you're like quote-unquote weak yeah and they take that opportunity to implant themselves in your life and cause even more chaos because if if spirits are looking for energy and they need to find a host that you know is is not strong willed I don't even know if that's the right word but if they find a host that's like susceptible like then they would latch onto and take their energy mm-hmm Does that make sense
0: no that <laughs> makes total sense it makes like it's it we probably sound a little bit like cuckoo crazy like but i totally believe that shit
1: so why like you got to keep up on your self-care like you you got to drink yes, your water go you got to move your body you got to go to therapy all of it yep <laughs> you don't want spirits Take- latching on to you
0: yeah <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Um, I'm actually here in therapy because I just really don't feel like having a spirit latch onto my, my soul.
1: Anna and Marissa told me um, to go to therapy so that I don't have an entity attached to me and drain all of my energy.
0: And they'd be like, I'm calling 911.
1: <laughs> You're being committed.
0: You're <laughs> but I know, I think that's a good point. You need to take care of yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. don't let the spirits bring you down
0: (laughs) yeah we should have a t-shirt with that (laughs) don't let the spirits bring you down
1: oh all right well that was a good one i like this episode
0: i i feel like our topics not even on purpose tied together they
1: did they did confirmation pious and manifestation
0: i love it cute
1: cute cute all right. Well, we shall wrap it up here. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email us at But What Do We Know Pod at gmail.com and leave us a five star review on iTunes. And we shall be back next week. The week before Halloween. next week's Halloween or not Halloween? Thanksgiving. Halloween. Next week's Thanksgiving,
0: right? Next week is yeah hmm. Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Now beige. Now beige.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay bye <laughs> bye <laughs>